What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson, and today we have another foiling series episode. Uh, the guest is Jason Tanglin. You follow him on Instagram at Foil Fever. And Jason and his nephew, It's Me Pono, have been putting on the foil contests. Um, the latest one on Kauai. Um, Glenelle Jordan came on the show recently. She won the women's division in that contest. Uh, feedback from everyone has been just 100% positive from what I've heard of, of that event. And there are some more events scheduled. At the end of the episode, we actually get into the next events and kind of the future for the contest series that they're putting on. Um, but the meat of this conversation is on progression in foil surfing and current trends and what Jason is seeing. I did not anticipate this episode uh, having the depth that it did in that regard. I didn't know Jason going into this. And we recorded about a week ago, and the surf has been really good here, which is why it's taken a little while to get it out. I apologize. Um, but I have been applying some of the things that we talked about over the last week, specifically when it comes to surfing in the pocket and getting more comfortable hitting whitewater. And uh, I dropped a video a couple days ago on my Instagram. You guys can follow me at the.progression.project.com. And in one week, I've become quite comfortable uh, compared to where I was before uh, hitting whitewater. You know, I've got a uh, last video I put out just had a you know number of pretty decent whitewater hits, especially for where I'm at right now. I was really stoked on them. So it's not like what Jason's doing or Foil Wizard or Kane or anyone like that, Brian. But for where I'm at in my progression, I'm super stoked on it. And it's just been really fun to uh, have immediate um, increase in kind of the way you're seeing, reading, um, applying technique based on a, a podcast. So I think that you guys are going to love this one. Uh, we get really into you know, the foils and mass sizes, all, all the technical stuff about surfing progressive in the pocket. And the trends are a little different than I than I thought they were going to be. Um, it's cool. It makes sense, though, when you when you think about it. So I won't give any spoilers now. Listen and enjoy. A couple notes before we dive in. Um, I have been messing up cavitation and ventilation. We are not cavitating. Uh, cavitation happens when you're hitting speeds on a foil of around 50 miles an hour. Uh, the pressure drops on the top of the wing and basically you get a boiling effect uh, because of the low pressure. We're not hitting those speeds, so we're not experiencing cavitation. We are experiencing ventilation, which is when you breach a tip or you go through maybe turbulence. Uh, after uh, a wave is broken, and then you get air induced into the wing instead of created by cavitation. So that's a distinction that someone pointed out, and I appreciate it because I was leading everybody down the wrong way. If you guys hear things that I'm messing up on, please shoot me a message and I will try to correct them. And then the other correction that I would like to make is, make is I have been referring to swing wings, wings as hand kites. And that's something we probably want to avoid because of certain areas where you're not allowed to kite surf. So the swing wings are greatly different than, than a traditional kite setup, kite surf setup. And we don't want the swing wings to be banned in the same places. So I'm going to avoid calling them hand kites, even though I really like that term. But I think it makes a lot of sense to avoid that. There's no sense in maybe getting uh, confused there if that term were to take off. So I appreciate 
that um, feedback as well. Um, I've got some new foils from some folks coming. Ono Foil sending me some foils to test, which I can't wait to do. And I'll report back on those. If anyone out there is listening from foil companies, you guys want me to test stuff and talk about it, I'd be happy to do it. Um, just shoot me a message on Instagram or whatever, and we can talk about it. Same with boards. I mean, I make boards, but I, I love testing boards as well. I tested a Freedom 4.9 this week. Super good. I really liked it. I like the low swing weight, especially in the surf wings. I like more weight in the more high aspect uh, foils. I have found I didn't like the high aspect as much with that the super lightweight. I like the kind of the glide that more weight gives you. But in the, on my MFC, I really enjoyed the feel of, of that low swing weight on that carbon freedom board. Beautiful board. So um, yeah, if you guys want me to test stuff, shoot me an email, let me know. Um, if you guys have suggestions for the show, anything you guys want to hear um, or th- you know, constructive criticism, help, help us get better, I would love to hear it. So, all right, on that, enjoy the show with Jason and thanks for all the support and for following along. Jason, thanks, man, for coming on the show. How's everything? Yes. Hi. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, so for folks who don't know who you are, your foil fever on Instagram, why don't you just start off by giving us a quick background on your surfing pedigree and then how you got into foiling and then we can jump into contests and everything you got going on now. Right on. Uh, first, uh, foil fever, uh, it's Two people, me and my nephew. Uh, you can see him on Instagram. Uh, uh, it's me, Pono. Pono Matthews from Kauai. Uh, we started this whole thing and uh, kind of rolled with it. And um, so I've been surfing, obviously, all, all my life. Uh, being in Hawaii, did a whole bunch of contests and did all that stuff and, and just got tired of it. Too much... Uh, uh, bad vibes in the whole industry and and just kind of just one day uh my nephew my cousin guys on Kauai they've been doing shoot they've been doing foiling for over 10 years with the whole big wave thing uh uncle titus kinemaka basically took him underneath his wing and and showed him the ways and they've been trying to get me to foil for the longest time and uh, i was kind of skeptic at first you know you didn't know what to expect, but uh, then you start to see it come out and you know, you see all these videos and Kai Lenny can't comes out with this whole pumping thing. And and, I, and my good buddy called me up and said, hey, we gotta try this thing. And so one day I went back home to Kauai and I, I tried it for the day and uh, I caught my licks and I got hooked after that day. And I, I flew back to Honolulu and I called up my cousins and, and asked them questions about what should I look for and, and whatnot, and I ended up buying me a foil that week I got home. When and was this, Jason? It started uh, about almost two years ago. Okay. And what was your first foil? So, uh, it was uh, John Mudson uh, Gold Foil, uh, the EVA. Um, I liked it. Uh, John Mudson's been really good to me. He's a freaking legend out here as well. Uh, he rips big ways. Um, <clears throat> so I started with that and started with uh, Donald Mudson's and a whole bunch of other boards and, and 
and uh, from there, I started trying other foils once I got a little bit better. Because I just, you know, just the progression of the sport, go lighter and this and that. You hear all these stories from these other guys and, you know, so I kind of just went over and tried different foils and whatnot. And uh, I think I'm at home right now. I'm riding my Magic uh, surfboards made by legendary Glenn Pang. And then uh, I just got picked up by Nash. So I'm really, really stoked about those guys. They're giving me really good opportunities to help design some foils as well. Oh, epic. So, um, yeah, everything is, is on the reel right now. I think, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at my happy place for sure. I'm pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. Um, I've only seen the older Nash foils. Can you give us a rundown of what the new line is like? What wings you're taking and what you're riding? <laughs> Uh, right now, right in the 1250 wing carbon fiber uh, centimeter and uh, 65 centimeter mast, and it's it's way different from the older ones. Um, right now, we're still in our uh, um, building process. Um, so my foil is basically right now from 2000. 19, 2020, and and whole other stuff that's not out yet. And basically, what I do with this foil is basically cut a whole bunch, drill new holes, basically let Nash know what works and what doesn't work uh, for the progression of the sport. Um, because you know, I mean, the progression of the sport right now is just unreal. Everybody's all in different. I say different genres, basically. Uh, so everyone's trying to speed up. I'm actually trying to slow down. Um, slow down as far as progression, so my, my, or slow down uh, as far as speed while you're surfing. Slow down in speed. Um, uh, when I first started, you know, you know, you, you fly, you pump, you know, everything. Uh, you just the adrenaline was just so much different from surfing and. And I, I, I just I talked to myself, like, why, why can't I surf this foil like I surf my shortboard? So I tried a couple of times, and I, and I was like, oh, that's why. I got hit many times, and it was very hard, very scary. But, you know, once you, my, I landed my first front side, I was like, whoa, it's super durable. And, and on a bigger wave, you can actually hang out in the pocket more. But I had to adjust my whole foil, meaning the chop shop and just trying to get slower. So I'm trying to surf my foil like I do like a quad or a twin fin. Um, stay more in the pocket, try to get more uh, straight up on turns and just just try to surf it like a shortboard. It's, you know, it's durable, very durable. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, that's interesting, Jason. I, I had the exact same thought process over the last two weeks. I've been riding the Unifoil 190 now, which is the fastest foil that I've felt. Mm -hmm. It's a high aspect foil. Like when I'm wearing my GPS watch, I'm like 17, 21 miles an hour in two to three foot surf. And when I'm breaking down video, it, I'm definitely not surfing it as good. And then I took out the 250, which is this huge wing. And surf like speeds, you know, 12 to 15 miles an hour 
but all my lines are much tighter. I'm surfing in the pocket more again and the whole thing. And I, there is this whole speed for wave and maneuverability factor, um, which I think you're hitting on something and no one's really mm-hmm. talked about that yet. Yeah, if you notice, um, so I just I just threw out a video yesterday, a couple of days ago. Um, so there's a few guys out here in Honolulu um, that that does it really well. Uh, Danny, Daniel, and um, of course Scotty, uh, foil wizard. Uh, if you notice, if you watch, that what's so cool about this foiling thing is is what lines you take. I think to me that's more interesting than than speed and anything. You just I, I I get the opportunity to watch these guys, whether it's a drone or on my GoPro, and I love seeing the different lines people take. I think that's a personality thing. You know what I mean? Everybody out here rips. I mean, everybody on the foil just kills it out here. It's just what separates them is the lines that they take, which is. It's part of them, basically. It's, uh, it's 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 who they are, and you watch Daniel and uh, Scotty, and you know, yeah, they're they're flying, but if you notice, their bottom turns are way deeper, because they're setting up for the next maneuver to slow down a lot more. I don't know if that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> but everybody else is trying to ride that wall and just gun it. You know, and I feel like I think there's more to it with this foil thing that we can do. So you You said that you're actively trying to slow down. What are you doing to your wings, uh, to your setup, to uh, to put you back in the pocket more to to slow down the the rig? You know, um, slowing down the rig. I haven't done anything. I'm not using my foil or the, the design of the foil to slow me down okay. at all. Because the shorter you're, you're, you do your whole chop shop and all that stuff, you, you actually gaining speed. You know, you got less resistance. But I'm not. I, I'm just trying to surf it differently to slow down, like take longer bottom turns, do a little like a check turn and to set up for your next remover uh, maneuver and sometimes I've, I've, I've actually done like hand drags, double hand drags sometimes <laughs> to slow me down. Depends on how big, how big the waves are just to slow down so I can get in that pocket a lot more. Um, but yeah, I haven't done anything to the foil. I don't think it, I mean, I'm sure someone's going to think about, about that, but I don't think that's necessary. I think you just have to surf your equipment, uh, instead of having your equipment, you know, change that for you. Yeah. Um, I changed mine just to stay in the pocket, not so much slow down. How do you change it to stay in the pocket by the chop shop, by smaller tail wings, tighter turns? Yes. Yeah. Smaller tail wings, smaller fuselage. For me, the fuselage is the ticket. But the reason why, to me, I think everyone's doing the tail is because it's the cheapest part of your system. Yeah. No one's gonna. No one's gonna cut a four or five hundred dollar fuselage. I'll cut a two hundred dollar tail. All right. There's a couple of different ways I want to go here. Um, let's talk about 
front foil shape before we talk about chop shop uh, trends. So what shapes are you liking the most? Are you a high aspect guy? I, I don't know what the Nash, tw- what would you say, 1250? I don't know what that looks like. Is that more of a surf wing? What, uh, what, do, you, what do you like? Yeah, it's a surf wing. Okay. Uh, I, I, I definitely love the surf wing, for sure. I, high aspect wing, I'm not really into it. Unless I decide to go out doing open ocean stuff, but I I, I like the turn. Uh, I like the feel of the smoothness of a surf wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 1250 Nash is, I mean, I've tried a lot, and that thing is unreal. It's actually changed my game in the last month, um, seeing it more differently, um, more possible to do all your all your surfing uh styles bringing it into coiling but the high aspect hasn't really got to me yet i've tried a bunch of them i, I didn't like it for myself um it, it, it's fun if 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 the waves are super flat um but to me it's, it's not for me because i like to turn i like to surf so um not unless i do an open ocean i'm not gonna take out that high aspect Gotcha. J- Jason, your phone's sounding pretty distant right now. Did you do something different? Okay. Okay, how's that? That's better. Yeah, much better. Um, so, so, and I, I understand it. Like, the, the, my last trip to Costa Rica, I fell in love with my MFC setup. And we're surfing, you know, 15-second period surf. And then back in Florida couldn't draw the same lines, didn't have the energy behind it and, and fell back in love with the, with the higher aspect gear. And so there is definitely a, an energy um, dynamic to what you're riding for sure. Yes, most definitely. I mean, I, I, I it's kind of hard to say. I mean, nowadays you get, you get so much different foils out there and, you know, like you talked about uniform, uniform is, I think, basically taking over on this side um, of, of the state. You know, you got Glenelg bringing all those in. I mean, she's ripping that thing and, and the whole group that, she, that we're a part of. Uh, and But the MFC, oh, my God, that thing is unreal, too, which yeah. is not for me at that time. But um, I like everything stiffer for myself. So, so the MFC had but, too much yeah, flex just, for you. Yeah, it's just too much flex for me because I mean, you see, everybody has different styles. I talked about that a little bit earlier. Like, yeah. you can tell, um, you know how they say, say surfing. Oh my gosh, this guy rides rails. Like, you can tell how deep he goes into it. How how close his chest is to his uh, to the surface of the water. And just some of those foils are not for for myself or not designed for me. I, I want that full stiffness, mm-hmm. you know, so you feel one with the foil instead of trying to have another thing trying to work with and, and that flexibility. I mean, I love the MFC. It's just that the flexibility wasn't for me on that specific time that I used it. Gotcha. Does that mean that you like kind of aluminum heavier mast um, and fuselage? What's Nash using right now? And and what are you comfortable on? So, yes, I I like my, I like it light. uh, Not too light. I I, I come to see 
the lightness is good, you know, to do certain things, you know, throwing tails and do all this air stuff and all that jazz. But when you're when you're flying and you're doing your big roundhouse turns, I mean, that heavier foil will hold in that in that big turn super unreal. I mean, we've seen that uh, at the my contest, Jakey Perps riding the gold foil, and she pretty much murdered that that wave with that big foil and heavy heavy foil. But the progression is 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 going so fast and you know tail slides and this and that and the louder foil is better nash is using right now i'm using this the new new uh aluminum very light aluminum uh mast that i really like super stiff i think this is the ticket um it's definitely perfect for myself okay but um yeah and you said it was 65 centimeters. Is that a, did you go shorter? Or have you always been on 65 mass? Yeah. So the, the, the thing now is, um, and you'll notice with some of those good guys like Daniel and Scotty, I'm going to keep on talking about those guys, but everyone, everybody went shorter to do all those little maneuvers Yeah. because the, the reset process, when you come out of that turn, is a lot easier because say you take the turn your board hits the water that's a basically a reset where if you got a longer mass your board may not hit the water and you're it's a 50 50 shot whether you land or not yeah i don't know if that makes sense it does it does like right now i'm starting to use my board a lot more um in the pocket off the lip stuff like that where before I had trended towards smaller boards. I've gone back up today. I rode a five O, and actually really liked it. You know, it's like, uh, which is you know, I've been on four sixes, four nines a lot. Um, but no, I, I agree, man. The you talked about that reset there about about letting the board touch down. Let's talk about boards a little bit. Board shapes. What are you finding that you like in a board? Well. Uh... So Glenn Pang, he uh, is our shaper, and he's uh, he's like a little kid in the store when it comes to foiling. I mean, he's been shaping for such a long time, and, and when he took up foiling, he's just a whole new passion. So he's always trying to innovate the foil and the boards. And uh, the last, say, last few months has been the uh, whole thing is, okay, go longer but we go, let's go super narrow. I was like, okay, let's try it. I was kind of skeptic at first because I thought I was going to be taken away from my pump because I, I like to go to my short boards and, and and pump to at least to the you know two for one waves. And uh, the turning was a lot easier on your shorter boards, but because your board, say, is sh- it's a shorter board, your stance is a lot narrow, so you don't get the full extension on your legs when you're turning. I don't know if that makes sense yeah. to you, but when going the longer board, so I'm riding a four four right now, which is a lot longer than I say a lot. But hey, so I was riding a four zero. Sorry to interrupt. Since we're talking about this right. right now, I get tons of messages asking me to ask height and weight of guys I'm interviewing, so that there's a, a relevancy to the uh to the numbers can uh, you what do you uh 
Sorry about that. My phone started ringing. Um, what do you What do you weigh? What do you What's What's your height? So I'm about five eight. Uh, I'm about 190, 190 pounds. Okay. My leaders on my board goes in between thirty two to thirty five okay. uh, liters. Um, then right now I'm riding a four four eighteen three quarter narrow. Um, uh, magic board right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, but it's, do you mix it up much on the size? So what's the longest boards that you've tested? And at what point is a board too long? At what point is a board too short for you? <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's kind of hard to say because everything changes with the, the, the width, the volume. I mean, it, it takes me a couple of days to say, nope, I don't want it. Or yeah, I, I'll work with it. Um, growing up, we never had the choice. We had to just deal with it. So I, I kind of, the beast, I started, I learned on the 6 my buddy's board. And then uh, my first board that John Munson was a 4-6. And I was like, okay, I, you know, back then when I first started, everybody just, everybody wants to pump and pump and pump. And so I started, I like, oh, I want to try that. So, and they came up with a contest over here. Uh, it was a boys to man contest. It was like a fundraiser type deal. Um, and I had um, Robin Johnson shape me a 310 specific for that contest uh, that was at Queens to pump. Because basically it was a pumping contest, you know, first team to 100, 100 waves win basically, and uh, I I like that 310. It it, really, it went really good, but then the progression of the sport just got I don't know, just insane. So it went back up, went up to 4.2. I like 4.2 range, but this 4.4 that Glenn Peng made is unreal. I mean best thing I've ever surfed. Uh, I, I talked to him the other day. He's like, this thing is so unreal. I could go a lot more narrow. You know, I, I talked to Scotty. He wants to go. He He's doing the same thing. Daniel's doing the same thing. Everyone's going longer, but way more narrow on their boards. What kind of rails? You can get to more fluid. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, Magic, Magic has a little soft rails, which is good, uh, good to handle. So I watch a lot of videos when I first started and, and I still do today and I watch other people when I take videos of them and I try to see what part of the board hits first and you know who's surfing and where they're surfing and, and where in the turns in the pocket they're trying to do it. I always try to see where uh, hits first. So in the beginning, um, say last year, uh, the whole thing was bringing the tail a lot more narrow because that was the first place that would hit. But now that we're getting deeper and, and the mass is getting shorter, uh, that 20 inch uh, rails wasn't doing it. So everything is coming a lot more narrow now. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, yeah, it does. It, it, it's not it's not grabbing anymore. It's not, it'll touch down once in a great while. It depends on your speed and, and where you where you turn in in the pocket but less resistance, less chance of you um, catching your rails for sure on, on a more narrow boards. Yeah. 
do you like beveled rails, like deep bevel rails and, and chines on the bottom? Do you like that double hump? Um, all that? Yeah, uh, my, uh, it's not deep. The, the, the little single on the bottom, those channels on the bottom, it's not, Glampang doesn't make it very deep. Um, I know like Freedom foil boards, they make really, really good boards. They make uh, really deep channels. Uh, my nephew loves those boards. I mean, it's just things are sick. Um, the rails, you know, you, to me, rails are, is important because when you pick up a board, that's the first thing you touch is the rails. Um, I, I just want to make sure my rails is 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 not thick enough where um, I can't handle it uh, dunking a, a, a big wave. Mm-hmm. But the board that I have, that the rails that I have, yeah, it's kind of deep. Um, not chimed in, but just soft rails, basically. Okay. <clears throat> right on. What's your stance on straps? Straps. I knew you were going to come off with this. <laughs> well, after okay. I interviewed That's Jack, cool. and Jack was talking about there's some drama over there about straps. I didn't know there was drama about straps, so I figured I had to ask. Well, there is drama. Just some people make <laughs> drama. Um. You know, when I don't care, I ride straps. I just don't ride them often. Um, a lot of guys gave me, uh, just say crap about, oh, you know, your contest, you know, you should put straps. Like, no, I want, I don't ride straps. Two, we can see who actually is, is better without straps. To me, straps. I don't mind it. I don't care, guys, who do it. Uh, uh, to me, it, I don't know. I'm just trying to be politically correct with this whole thing. Well, don't be politically correct. Just talk. Um, like, what do you? Th- what do you not like about straps? <laughs> well, uh, well, to me, it's dangerous. Okay. Uh, wow. For the person that right, the person that writing it, um, you're you're pretty much locked in. I mean, I, I got bad ankles. I'll get locked in. I don't come out in time. Um, you, you know, that's a, just an accident. You'll, you'll break your ankles pretty quick. Uh, ankles, knees, whatever. Um, I, I did toe-ins. I did all that stuff with straps on. It's not fun. Um, so that's why we went down to one strap, just the front strap, when we do toe-ins now. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing against straps. I mean, I, I think the stuff that they're doing is super insane. Um, but, you know, I got told one time that my contest wasn't progressive enough because, or how can you call your contest progressive when you have no straps? Well, you know, if, if, yes, you can do airs with, with, with straps on, rarely simple. But you know, you'll impress me if you can do it without pouch straps. I I just figure I just I just don't like straps because to me it's just just uh, uh I'm just gonna hurt myself. It's just another way for me to hurt myself. That's why I don't wear them too much. I wear them uh, when no one's looking, <laughs> but I, I don't like it. I don't like it because uh, I'll get hurt. Yeah, I liked what that's you- my deal on, on straps. Yeah, I liked what Jack said about straps and that he'll go out and try new maneuvers with straps on and get confident, like in white water and whatnot. And then 
surf without and do the same maneuvers. So I think as a learning tool, maybe it's pretty cool. That was the first thing that got me interested in maybe throwing straps on. I'm, I have never used straps, uh, but that sounded interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it can. It can give you the whole thing, but when you go down to strapless, that's a whole different, you might be too confident. That's how I see it. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I get the whole training tool. It totally makes sense. But when you get those straps off, I mean, you don't even know where that board's going to go. That's the whole thing with strapless. You know, you get so confident in, in, and I heard, I think, that Brian talk about that too. And then I talked to a couple other guys out here, like Scotty uses straps. I mean, they all rip with straps on and without straps. Right. So they can go either way, but, um, it's just, yeah, the straps thing is just, uh, you know, the whole training. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I've run straps when I used to skateboard before and I know how easy it is. And, uh, but when I took my strap off, it, it didn't help me because it's a whole different, you know, it's, it's just totally different. I mean, you don't know where that, where that board's going to go. You know, it's a 50, 50 shot. I mean, uh, sometimes I'll get so confident and I'll just get hurt. You know, I mean, that's just my style, but yeah. Um, so we're about to jump into the whole contest. Um, just everything you're doing in the contest scene. But before we do, you mentioned before about shorter mass and being a little bit safer for landing in the foam. And then we were just talking there about straps. Will you walk through, I've been watching your Instagram and some of the turns you're doing off the whitewater are just insane. Will you walk through um, what you're thinking about as you approach those turns, you know, like dealing with that turbulent surf wings, it's easier than high aspect wings, but still super difficult. I feel like it's a roll of the dice at best for me to like legit hit foam and then be able to ride out of it. What, uh, what tips do you have for folks who are trying to do that? Uh, confidence and very big cojones, very big balls to me. Uh, everybody out here in Hawaii, I don't speak for Hawaii, but we, we have the talent. We all can surf. The thing is when you get on a foil, we can do the same exact thing. I just talked about this, uh, a couple of days ago with a bunch of guys, spoilers are asking me the same, asking me the same question. Like how did, how do you hit those? Like, well, we've been doing it for years on a surfboard. It's the same exact. Uh, I, I when I when I see a whitewash that I want to hit, I, I don't think that I'm on a foil. I, I think I'm on a surfboard. Um, and, and you know, on the front side hits, to me, it's very, very, very hard because you your shoulder only can turn so much. Your body can only turn so much that you have to throw that tail on your front side hits. You, you can't hit it. Like, you know, when you go backside, you have those speed floaters. Yep. You know, uh, Brian Finch does those really well, those backside ones. And it's not the same. When you come up on front side, you, you can do those speed floaters, but that's not the progression. The progression is turning in like a shortboard. And to, to have that, you have to. To me, you have to throw that tail. If you don't, it's going to get stuck, and it, it, it you just it, you're going to fold on, right onto that foil. Um, so when I coming up on a wave, uh, I think of it just like I'm surfing, and I just want to just 
hit it. The turbulence and all that stuff, once I, like you said, once that board hits the water or the surface of the water, I'm, I'm pretty set because I can reset again. All I do, basically just do it all in and I'm right back up. But if my foil does, if my board does not hit the surface of the water, I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, like in that turbulence of white water. I, I'm, it's a 50-50 shot. Um, I'm crossing my fingers then. But, you know, you, to me, the confidence, you have to, you have to know that, or you have to feel like that you have to, you, you're going to land it. I mean, uh, that's, to me, that's the biggest thing. Like I said, we got the talent. You just got to go up there and do it. Um, I, I did catch my legs. Front side is very hard, super scary. Because <clears throat> you're, it's harder for you to turn that. And you don't want to turn the foil too much of an angle because it's just going to fold on you. Um, so that's why we tried to do, um, toss it or swing your tail, basically. Uh, that's the only way you can you can to get that board to turn over. It almost seems know. like th- that's interesting. That's not something I've really played much with as far as getting the tail to get loose. But it almost seems like if your objective is to land on your board and not on foil, that the more you get that slide, that more you get that sideways, the more you're going to be able to stall that foil to push it down. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean. Because how the body turn in. Well, the thing is, you don't want that foil to be in a super angle. No, I just about took my head off um, yesterday. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've hurt myself so many times. I mean, I've, I've jumped on my mass. Um, my that that uh, Nash mass is super sharp, and and it'll just fold on you pretty quick. And so if you don't. If if I come up to the whitewash and I don't throw my tail, I'm I'm a pretty much a goner. I'm gonna get hurt. It, you know how you get your some foils, uh, like on your bigger tails, it it'll just stick. You know, in the beginning, like you know, for sticking those big turns are awesome. But if there's a whitewater and you got that big tail, that tail is gonna stick and you're not gonna do what you want to do and it's just you're just gonna fold and you're just gonna stop right there and it's going to fold on you because you have to have that forward momentum. So when I hit the whitewash, when I'm ready to hit whitewash, I come up to it as a short board, but you have to put your body like basically, so you you draw a line when you hit the whitewash, you know, you, you visualize your line, but you have to, once you hit it, your body has to be like, two steps ahead of you. Does that make sense? That's the thinking of it as a backside. Okay. When you come in backside, right, surfing, you're riding your tail, basically, right? So you kind of just stop right there. Mm-hmm. Where the foil, you have to, when you hit it on your backside, on your speed floaters, your body's got to be two steps ahead of you. You got. You have to let the foil or the white water do its job by pushing the foil back. Mm-hmm. And if you're leaning back, you know, we have that problem when we first started, I was still to today, that we're just gonna fall backwards. But if we let, trust the foil and then the whitewater hitting it, and we're leaning forward uh, two steps ahead, then it's gonna come back to you. And that's how the front side one, it's the same thing, but you lose your speed because 
you're taking a lot bigger, uh, more of an, of an angle of a turn, especially when you're going for the two for one. Those are those are the funnest and scariest things that I like to do is uh, when I'm coming up for my two for one wave and I'm pumping up to the next wave and I see a whitewash, that's the most scariest thing <laughs> for me to hit because I can come up in every angle uh, straight up or whatever the case may be and any speed but you know I, that whitewash this is a lot bigger going straight for it than you would just being on the wave yeah. but I, to me that's the most fun turn in board sports right now I absolutely am just yeah addicted to, to smashing lips as you're pad, pumping back out so good yeah it's like a uh, I tell people it's like a slingshot once you hit that turn I mean hold on because you're going yeah the you know acceleration is insane <laughs> and uh, it feels like to me like yeah. it's like you're hitting like a moving quarter pipe you've got a quarter pipe coming at you at like 15 miles an hour and you get to hit it yeah but sometimes it feels like a flat wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey before we jump into contest that, well, I mean, oh go ahead yeah no go ahead I was gonna say before we jump into contest stuff let's talk chop shop we didn't do that yet okay um, so top shop yeah man what have you learned uh, so before I was writing uh, a different foil uh, arm shell foils and uh, my friend uh, George Foster from Maui he's a freaking engineering wizard when it comes to changing up his tails and stuff like that and I, I called him up you know uh, he designed these tails I said okay let's cut this tail uh, the regular Armstrong tail, um, cut three inches in the middle, take off that flat piece, and I want to make it more of an angle. So he basically took the three inches off in the middle and resin it back together, carbon fiber, and then redrilled the holes. So I tried it, I said, oh, it's good, but it's gotta be more. So I actually cut the one and a half inches off the tips on each side of the tips. So it made it even smaller. I was like around seven inches. And taking out that flat piece for myself was really good. The flat tails, they, they, they're good for pumping and, and whatnot, but the tail slides out when you're actually doing those big turns where you were, you having a, the, that little angle in the tail that, that has a little bit hold, a lot more hold than it would on your flat tails. But so from there, and you know, I'm showing they have three different uh, fuselages, you know, the 70, 60, and the 50. And to me, that's the biggest change in whether or not you get loosey-goosey or, you know, sturdy on, on the wave is, is your fuselage, the length of the fuselage. So once I jumped on, Ma uh, on Nash, they gave me this great opportunity. I chopped shop my fuselage. I, sh I put it on Instagram, cut couple times, drilled new holes, and, and trying to find a placement on where, where that tail works the best for that small tail. So my tail right now is around seven inches. Um, I have another one that's like four inches. And I, I actually rolled, I accidentally rolled my, uh, my, my foil without the tail wing before. I broke off the tail. And after that day, I stood up, you know, I, I could I could fly. I just couldn't turn and all that stuff. So like, 
after that day I knew I could stand up without a tail, I, that's the day everything changed. Because <clears throat> I knew I can get up without a big tail. I just got to figure out that right tail to to get the mixture between turning and uh, pumping. And I'm still trying to figure it out. The tail I have now works really, really well. <clears throat> but the fuselage, I chopped it a couple times. I almost chopped my mast, uh, but that's a lot more work. Um, but I think, and then some guys are now are, 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 are chopping their front wings, which doesn't, I mean, that's, I don't have that much money, but that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it looks to me, I was, my buddy just got the GL 140, which, and he's ripping on it. Mm. And it looks to me like the GL 140 is just a chopped down GL 210. It looks almost identical. It's just like they just shortened the wingspan and there's something, yeah. it looks like there's something to that. It makes me curious about chopping down some wings, but I, yeah, I, I can't do it, man. That's just, if you ruin a good wing, man, that would just be terrible. Yeah. I mean, so that, that 140, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't ride it really well. I mean, whoever rides that thing is just, it was a game changer. Alex did a good job on that. Um, was it a couple months ago? I went to Nash and they gave me the opportunity to design a few uh, tails. So I'm really excited to see what uh, they come out with. Um, so it went. I went and had a mixture between flat tails and and uh, putting little uh, vertical planes on there and. Um, and like I said, like I have one that's four inches. I mean, it they all work. It just depends on what what wave you're riding for. I think. I think having different equipment for different waves is, is the ticket as well. I know it's super expensive, but you know, some foils actually allows you to customize your your, your foil, which I love about Nash. Yeah. You know, it, it, it the way that it comes together is I can I can. I can cut this, drill this, or some foils are not, it doesn't allow you to uh, do that. Is the Nash but fuselage a carbon fuse? It's not carbon fiber. It's uh, super light aluminum. Okay. Um, I The one that I have now is not the, the one that's coming out. It's coming out really soon. Um, so all, Nash is uh, basically revamped their whole surf foiling. Uh, I, I know everybody, a lot of guys started um, on Nash's, you know, and they didn't like it because it was too heavy. Uh, but, I mean, no joke. I mean, a lot of guys are, are kind of tripping out that I'm on a Nash because, uh, you know, I've been on Armstrong the whole time and, and now that I'm on Nash, uh, a lot of guys are like, oh, my God, why why are you on a Nash? It's like, well, and then they see me out in the water and they go, what are you riding? I was like, dude, it's the, it's the Nash. I mean, it's a whole, Nash is doing a whole revamp on designing and how they come up with things and and uh, uh, producing a lot quicker, trying to produce stuff in Hawaii. So I, I think, you know, in the next year, uh, they're coming out with this stuff, hopefully May or June, um, hopefully before the contest, but it's, I mean, it's everything's changing. I mean, you know, Nash is one of the biggest companies out there. They just 
hired a whole bunch of people to just straighten it up a little bit to uh, for the surfing side because I think the surfing side we still haven't scratched the surface you know a lot of guys are learning and, and building new stuff and, and you see it on Instagram I mean there's a new foil every day I go on that thing I'm like yeah. holy smokes I'm all over the world I mean it's insane it's just to me it's just how you ride and what you're comfortable with they're all good yeah I think yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump into the contest. How, how, how did the whole contest uh, circuit come about? Uh, uh, Hulu had a few contests or say categories within the contest. Um, so I did a couple here in Honolulu and Waikiki and uh, it was fun. It was super fun, especially the team events. But when it came down to the single event, I just, I, a bitter taste. I didn't. I didn't agree with the judging. I mean, the judges weren't foilers; they were surfers. So you you see all these foilers and and guys are just ripping down the wave and this and that and and I um, like I said, I was I was I'm the guy that tries to slow down and hit the pocket and this and that and I feel like I, I wasn't. Uh, I guess I, well, I I didn't qualify for the next round. I stopped. So I just, I, I, I was really, after that heat, I called my good friend Cleve on Kauai and my cousin guys. And I was like, okay, we're going to make a contest. That kind of heat heated me up for everything. It's like, we're going to make a contest and this is how we're doing it. <clears throat> and uh, judging criteria, they didn't really know. They didn't have a judging criteria. Uh, criteria. They're basically asking the contestants, "Oh, what, what should we do?" Um, so uh, it, it just kind of went from there. So, okay, I'm going to make a contest, and this is what we're going to do. And I think the, the starting of the process to make the contest is the hardest thing because that that's the biggest thing on on, on judging a a foil contest is that, okay, how are we going to judge these guys pumping and this and that. So that was a big thing. Um, got through a few arguments. I, I got a, a basically a, a board that I put together, which consists of my cousins, my good friends, and my nephew, Pono, uh, to discuss the judging criteria. And um, it was a long five-hour process, and um, it wasn't fun, for sure. Uh, we had conflicts about using the foil, or, or using one wave or two wave, you know, two for one special, are we gonna score this and that? And I, I, I thought that, you know, it's a foil, we need to uh, judge the pumping. But to me, it, the biggest turn that you can do in a foil is that second wave going through that first turn. So uh, that was the biggest issue. And um, I, I didn't want our contest to be like how surfing is today. The contest is to be super aggro and uh, aggressive. We call it the gentleman's rule. Um, basically, um, priority status. Because um, what goes in the contest, I want to make sure it goes out there in the real world, per se. Uh, you know, showing some aloha. Uh, wearing leashes. Uh, safety. Uh, we were, me and Pono is trying to put that safety out. Um, also with the KFA, uh, Kalani VR them. Uh, KFA is the Kauai Foil Alliance. Okay. Basically, once a month they, do, once a month they do safety, 
safety meetings to making sure that you know at least the people of Kauai make sure they they they're not uh, renegades and 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 running over people and and wearing leashes and accidentally having the boards uh, hit a tourist or something like that. But, um, that's the whole big thing with, with our contest is safety and showing big aloha in the water. Try to. That's epic, man. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about the, the judging criteria. I've been thinking about that a good bit. And what did you all land on? Uh, still in the works after, especially after you know the contest. It's a lessons learned. We had a lessons learned. Um, we're gonna have uh, probably five more before the con- uh, the next contest. But the biggest issue on that was uh, priority status for pumping in uh, for the guys going on to the second wave. Uh, that was a huge thing. Um, say so. Say you're pumping, or you caught a wave, and you're pumping for your second wave. If I'm on the outside uh, paddling into wave, I'll, I'll have the priority. So you'll have to come out. You can turn on, on that wave, but it has to be way in the shoulder. You shouldn't be able to have to do a turn right in front of my face. Um, then you know we'll, we'll, we'll disqualify you on that because to me it's not a safety thing, especially if you're coming in within six feet when you got a six feet beach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to me, it's, it's not necessary. I mean, we're on a foil. I could surf a little tiny half a, half, half a foot wave. So it's not necessarily to come right into the pocket um, and, and, and you know, scare the crap out of the guy paddling in. So that was, to me, that was the, I think that was the biggest issue. I think we spent over an hour on, on just that rule. Yeah. So I made sure that you're, you're at least, you know, 30, 40 feet away doing your turn. Um, and the guy paddling into the wave has the right away. Um, gentleman's rule. I mean, I, I wouldn't want you to do a turn in front of me. That's just the scariest thing. I mean, I don't care how good you are. You're on a foil. It's a 50-50 shot. Yep. Um, you know. What about the amount of waves you could ride and how that score, duration of ride, how many you're connecting versus maneuvers? So uh, we had a max of uh, two-wave connection. Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to. It, uh, I didn't want this to be a, a pumping I want it to be a more progressive uh, contest. Um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> right on. Uh, I, I didn't want to uh, pump all uh, pump all day. The on the turns on the, on your first turn on that second wave, I, I, I told the judges and and we all agreed is um, when you're taking that turn and you see this guy say he does a backside turn, and most ninety percent of the people are doing backside turns. The closer his chest is to the water, that will tell you how much power he's putting into his turns. If you're standing straight up, then then you know you're not putting a lot a lot of power into it. Um, so you're going to score a lot more higher on on putting more power into that turn by you know having a straight stance. Yeah. Um, closer to the pockets, obviously, you know, progressive style. I mean, that contest was. The waves are so big that guys was just doing unreal stuff, and uh, but it was super fun, super fun. Yeah, the video looked insane. You know, when I was thinking about 
the judging criteria for a foil contest. I, I would kind of mull this around a little bit. After talking to Jack, I asked him about it, and since then I've been thinking about it. Did you guys think about maybe running it more like a snowboard or skate contest where you get runs? So that way, because that connection turn is so important and because priority there is such a difficult thing to figure out, um, it seemed to me like if you did it to where you say you had five guys in the lineup, you would rotate and each guy could maybe link up maybe three ways. So it would be your turn. You get to go and you have the right of everything in the water while you're up. And that's your score. And maybe you get scored on one wave. You get like maybe two two runs and then you get scored on one of those runs. And, and that's how you advance versus like the normal surf contest kind of heat and multiple people surfing at the same time because it's a it's a very different type sport than than surfing where you're finite you're limited to the single wave true very true and then uh that comes into how many hours a day you got for the yeah. contest yeah and uh, on on the swell um it was a great pick on my friend uh marlo on picking a day uh but that we did a one day contest. I, I did a one day contest on Kauai cause I wasn't sure how the community would accept it. So, but now that I know that they, I've got full support of, of the Kauai people, uh, it's going to be more than one day. But the, that whole thing was just, just a time limit just to put it out there, just to see what people think about it. But on the judging, judging criteria as well. Like I know I told my judges, I said, I know guys that will kill this one wave than somebody on two waves, you know, like Scotty or, or Daniel would, would tear it up on one wave where it takes, it takes this guy, the guy two waves to basically do your turns. But it's that first turn into the second wave is what I want to see people doing. Um, the judges had a hard time. I mean, we, we, on the next one, for example, we might have one spotter per judge. But because you have, say, four guys up at the same time, yeah. that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, especially that day. It was, it was very, it was big, um, and, and, and people was pumping out. And, yeah, I get that. It's just, it was super hard. But um, in the real road, I'm not going to wait for this guy. I mean, we, we basically, you know, you'll see five, six guys go to Kahana. You'll see all these guys on one wave. But they cut out, you know, you see the you good guys, they'll cut out and this and that. I kind of wanted to make it more realistic to to the real world. I want to take it where the contest is is, is how they perceive it, real life uh, in, in public, per se. Yeah. But, you know, when they're coming in, if you, got, if you see a guy uh, taking off, don't do a turn by him. You got to, it's a big wave. It's a big ocean. Uh, you're on a foil, like I said. So, I mean... It's maybe harder to judge, but that's why uh, we already had lessons learned on, on the last contest. But uh, one of the big things was come up with more spotters. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But I, 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 I really liked how it went. I mean, I only heard good things about it from other people. So, I mean, I, nobody... So, during the contest as well and during the award ceremony, I, I put a suggestion box. Uh, I, um, I was like... If you guys got any ideas how we can make this better, you know, send it my way. And not nobody say anything about the judging uh, criteria. I mean, 
That's awesome. And yeah, I was super. I mean, there's 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 some stuff that I uh, I need to change, but a very slight change. Uh, I, I was really happy uh, about the whole judging criteria that day. Uh, uh, the judges was 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 stressing because it was you know you had four guys up at the same time. You know that's very hard to do, but you got to give them credit. You know they they did a good job, and 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 I I didn't get any complaints. Well, at least not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure there's somebody who had to be. They didn't see my turn. I always feel like that at the end of every heat I lose. They just didn't see my turn. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, you know, a lot of guys, you know, even even my board. I mean. That was the biggest thing. It's like, oh, what if you know this guy could be a dick? And sorry for my language, but and, and kind of do like Gabriel Medina. Uh, I'm gonna take off, but I'm not gonna take off. Well, if if he does one of that, then you're just gonna you're gonna deduct points off him because we're not looking for that. It's like if we see a wave, we're not trying to strategize. If you see a wave, you like it, go get it. You know, I'm not. We're not trying to be this whole. Uh, there's no strategic in in this whole contest thing. It's 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 what you do on the wave. I mean, and I, I've been in a contest and with Miles Padaka, I surfed contests against him, and it's a whole different world. I and mean, then when I went to foiling, where this gentleman's rule, and he actually gave me a wave. I was pretty impressed. Oh, that's so a, that's I mean, insane. and and I like I like that I like that rule. I mean, to me, it just it just makes more uh, everybody more mature about you know sharing the waves i mean we're on a foil we don't need much you know and 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 this that's what we're trying to put put together is like let's not get too aggro i mean if you don't want to give me a wave then trust me the judges will see that if you're trying to be aggressive in the water the judges will see that when we will duck the duck points and it's all in the criteria uh, we briefed the, the contestants that and that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to give this sport a, a, a better name because we already got a bad name for being foilers. Kind of like what Stand Up did when we when first came to Hawaii. But we just got to make sure that we give everybody respect in the water and not, you know, uh, give everybody ways. Like I said, we don't need much ways. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Talk about that no, for a no. little bit. How is how is foiling seen within the surf culture in Hawaii? At the beginning of the conversation, you talked about, and a view that I share as well, I think surfing as a culture is incredibly closed-minded and kind of elitist and kind of rubs me the wrong way as someone who's more open-minded about having fun in the ocean. Um you know, how is foiling accepted right now? You see guys like John John doing it, you know, like uh, is it being welcomed in or yeah. is there still a, a feeling? Oh, there's a big feeling. There's a yeah. huge feeling. Uh, so I, I, when I started first, uh, first starting this whole foiling thing, right. I, I traveled around the islands, went to California cause I wanted to see the stoke of other people. And I've also wanted to, to video of, of just underground foilers. I mean, uh, just underground talent. And, and, when I ran around, you kind of see that, right? So, for example, Maui. Maui to me is probably the most place that has the biggest respect. The foilers over there has the biggest, biggest respect for the surfers out there. 
you know, I, you know, I say, Hey, can you surf here? Can you surf there? I say, no, we're not surfing there. We're not surfing there because we need the surfers, you know, get their own way. This is the surfing wave. But the footers out there in Bali is just, I mean, it, it, it's so unreal how, how positive they are and, and, and how respectable they are to the, uh, the surfers and the bodyboarders and everybody else out there. Kauai, it's so small. I mean, there's so much people out there uh, foiling nowadays. I mean, um, but Kauai is a little bit smaller and everybody knows everybody. And we, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple guys out there, one guy specific out there that's just kind of aggro and just yell and, and, and pissing off the surfers and, and, and whatnot. But, is that Brian? Uh, we try to regulate no, no, not Brian. I'm playing. Not Brian. Brian, yeah. <laughs> Brian's a freaking. He's a little. Yeah, he's a he's a little uh, teddy bear. That guy. He, he, yeah, he has he has Brian has plenty of respect. But, um, quite, uh there is certain places we're not allowed to go. The KFA basically shut it down. Uh because you, we got to deal with tourists. And when we deal with the tourists, we got to deal with the hotel. Uh, so that's, that's out. Um, Honolulu. I was one of, uh, one of the few people that actually surf Queens. I learned how to foil at Queens. Uh, me, uh, Scotty, and then uh, Jack was out there a lot. And uh, Uncle Tony Moniz, basically, him and Uncle Lilel. Uh, um, guys basically called me up and said, uh, no foiling here. I was like, okay, Roger that. Uh, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. It's just safety. Uh, the, they already got like DLNR already and, and, and state basically involved in, in, in um, prohibiting foiling on certain places. So to me, I think the uncles did us a favor, uh, not, uh, foiling into Queens and two canoes. There's in Honolulu. That's one of the good things about Honolulu. That, that every spot out here, there's so many foiling spots. It's it's unreal. But there's a lot of places out in Honolulu that you're you're not allowed. Like especially on the west side, you're not. There's that's that's a no no. Period. Makaha uh, and all that stuff. But uh, out here, there's a lot of places. The the public, if you're that guy that's that's pumping right into the middle of the crowd, you're going to get talked to. Um, you know, I like to hang out way in a corner um, and try to stay away from them. But you'll, you'll get guys up here. Honolulu is super, starting to get super aggressive, starting to get so much people out here. That's why. Um, that's foiling. It's not so much so much the guys that 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 know that used to be surfers, so they know the surfing etiquette. But it's the people that doesn't know the surfing etiquette that's trying to learn how to foil. That's kind of ruining it for for everybody else because um, they don't know the surfing etiquette. They weren't grow grew up with it, um, so all these guys are just learning. And it, it takes us uh, us generation guys that that used to surf that those the rules to let them know a. Don't be pumping into the crowd, especially when that guy's there or the heck guy's there. You know, the uncles is going to talk to you pretty quick. But, um, yeah, there's some there's certain places out here that uh, we, we get hassles. Yeah. Uh, I try to stay away from it. I got phone calls. Uh, 
guys yelling at me for blah, 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 doing this. Don't ever do that again. The weird thing is I wasn't there that day. So, you know, people are dropping my name and, and it, you know, we're one of the social media guys, so it's a lot easier to blame somebody. But, um, yeah, I got talked to, uh, even though I wasn't there that day. So that's the weird part, yeah. you know. But How many of the, like, local surfers are starting to get into foiling? Is that happening? Uh, so I think all the haters are the guys who actually want to foil. They just don't have the money or, or, or they're scared to foil. Um, the local people, yeah, um, for the most part, they do. But what's impressive is, you know, not so much the young young keikis out here. It's all the old timers. I mean, they got 50, 60, 70, almost 80-year-old 80, 80 guys foiling starting to learn a new sport and it's so funny because they're more addicted than me and <laughs> it, 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 it's so hilarious and the cool thing is I mean for them I mean they're retired so they get to foil every day and these guys these old timers are just killing it it's so unreal to watch man it, and you see the the, the, the stoke there in their faces it's just too funny like oh my gosh this, this guy's a little kid right now you know I mean you know you, you're a foiler I mean you're like a little kid in the candy store you know everything's for free it's insane and that uh, watching these old watching these old timers is just unreal and I start now in Honolulu especially uh, in Maui a lot more females coming out which is so awesome I just, I think it just makes the water more beautiful with more females out there but these these girls are, are, are freaking ripping. And that's why we had a separate category on Kauai for females. Because I think that uh, they're not getting uh, the recognition that they, they should. Because I know some of these females are just tearing it. You know, Glenelg's killing it. Marco, you know, Natalie from Big Island. I mean, they're all doing really good things. Like, Natalie, you, know, you want to talk about, this, this, she's, she's from the Big Island. And talk about chop shop. I gave her a 50. Well, I sold her a 60 centimeter fuselage, and it went down to 50. And then she told me, "Okay, I'm gonna take my 70. I'm gonna cut it into a 40." <laughs> so she's she's progressed a lot. But um, yeah, sorry, kind of just. No, that's on. good, man. And actually, I would love to have uh, more more uh, women foilers on the show. So if you've got suggestions. Uh, Glenel was a great guest, and I would love to get more of that perspective on the show. So maybe after this, hit me with a, a message about that, if you don't mind. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of um, really good females coming up. I mean, and, and their progression, I mean, they're really good surfers, too. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we just need more of them. Like, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday, there was like four in the water. I was I just love seeing their style and their grace. I mean, it's just unreal. And, and they're all, so. Yeah, some are just absolutely ripping right now. It's awesome. And we're kind of winding down here. Before we do, I know you've spent a lot of time in the water over your life. And I always like to touch on the mental states of why foiling is addicting. Will you talk a little bit about how you know, the game of foiling, the sport of foiling feels versus, you know, surfing bigger waves and the other things that you've done in your life and, and why you think it's, 
you know, catching so many people the way it does, like the, the term foil brain exists for a reason. What is that reason for you? Um, I think it's adrenaline. I think, you know, all these surfers, you know, whatnot, we surf because of adrenaline. Um, and what's so cool about the foiling is when you feeling confident or cocky, it will humble you in a second. And, you know, the foiling keeps you on your toes basically every time you paddle into a wave. And I, I think that adrenaline will never die. So I, I don't see any, anybody like moving on from foiling into another sport. I mean, I can't see it right now. Um, but I think that's the, the, that's one of the big reasons uh, that little people don't little people don't even think about is that 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 adrenaline gives you every single second. I mean, paddling into a wave, the speed, the speed. I mean, the speed is it's a whole new level of speed, especially on bigger waves. I mean, your butts is just clinched the whole time. I mean, talk about adrenaline. I mean, that that's what we live for. You know, I mean, we do extreme sports, you know, surfing, bodyboarding, SUP, and now it's this whole foiling thing. And it, the, the feeling it gives you, I mean, like I said, it's a whole new challenge. I think that's what everybody, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the next few years to see where is that. Not so much the level, but the amount of people that's going to be doing it. Um, a lot, like, like I said, a lot of people want to do it. They're just kind of skeptic, like like how I was. And I'm sure you were kind of skeptic when you first learned. Oh, but yeah. once you get on there, once you get your first 50 yarder, you know, fly, it's, oh my God, is this the feeling that, that only a foiler knows about, you know? And to me, the guys that, that's grumbling in the water, the surfers, is just guys that wish they could foil. Um, eventually, I can see them foiling. Um, but for me, it's a speed and the gel and it's, it's just something new. Um, it takes the chop out. I can go out and surf. Uh, my big thing is, uh, um, surfing into crowds. Uh, I don't like surfing crowds. Um, so basically a lot of people ask me, Oh, where's your home break? Well, it's, it's wherever you're not. <laughs> so I can take that oil and go surf some rinky dink, you know, one foot marsh and have the time of my life maybe 50 miles an hour winds and I can have so much fun out there. You know, I'm just trying to stay away from the crowd and um, do my, I, I just want to surf again and not have to fight over a wave. Um, I think that's one of the biggest thing, a lot of, especially the old timers, because the old timers stop surfing for a little while. Then they come up to uh, learn this new sport, foiling. And, and that's one of the biggest thing because there's just too many people in the water uh, in Oahu, especially. Um, and that's, I think to me, that's 90% why people want to foil because of that. You can surf your own little wave tucked in a corner. So if you see, if you go to a lineup, you see all the foilers all in a corner on a little tiny wave, you know, having so much fun, just laughing and, and showing some big alohas. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's, that's what got me in. And that's why I'm staying in the point of that, the big crowds. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's epic, man. So, all right, hit me with how people can support you. Um, next contest dates, what's going on with the contest series? Kind of uh, just just let everyone know out there what you're up to and, and how they can show love for everything that you're doing for the sport. Uh, 
Yeah, we, I get my. Uh, we got a. We're working on a contest right now in Maui. Uh, guardrails going to be on June 12th through the 14th. This one's going to be a little bit bigger one because Maui basically is where it first started, um, and there's a lot more foilers out there. It's going to be a two-day event. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday, um, it's going to be super fun. A lot more categories, about seniors and uh, keikis, and then also the women's. Um, the and then in November, obviously Kauai. Um, I tried to get some contests in in California, and then I'm actually was going to try to fly out to Florida uh, in the next few months to to talk to some of the guys like you out there to get yeah. something started. Let's do it. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to bring uh, two things, you know, uh, Jimmy James from Spoil by the Foil. So we had this thing where we do both surfing and the next day we do wakeboarding, foiling. Um, to me, it comes play, uh, hand in hand, um, especially that's where most of the people nowadays um, are learning if they can get to a boat because it's a lot easier. So um, that's that's still been in the works. We started it on Kauai, but we had a big storm, so we weren't allowed to do it on that Sunday. Uh, but we gave people opportunity to come for free lessons and free tows as well. So that would have been awesome. Um, but the whole purpose of the contest is, is one is one big, huge thing is safety. Safety, safety, safety. Um, that's my key. I love this sport. I I, I told some of the guys in Kauai, if, if if for some reason they prohibit foiling at, at Kalapaki Bay, I'm, I'm probably going to go crazy. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that we, we keep this sport going because, like I said, we haven't even scratched the surface. I'm curious to see how this sport's going to be in five years. I'm really excited. Um, the contest is, I mean, yeah, I mean, just DM me if, if you guys want to, I mean, so each co- county, like for example, Maui County, they're gonna get first dibs. I got, uh, is that Mizo guy? Mm-hmm. Mizo's, I think Mizo's coming down uh, to Maui. I'm trying to get a uh, Japanese um, representative. I'm trying to get international. All, you know, all your social media, your, 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 your hot stars on social media. I'm trying to bring them to Maui. And it, it, it's not, to me, it's not about the competition. It's To me, it's a, it's a family reunion for foilers. That's how I see it. You know, um, competition. I, I, I don't want people to have that set mind like, like surfing does. Like, oh, I'm better than you. It's like, no, no, you're not. My big thing is, remember, I was talked about earlier is, is the creativity on what lines you take. To me, that's more impressive than anything. You know, I say, I don't care how well you foil. It's like, I want to see what lines you take. Um, so I want to bring that into the whole foiling thing and, and me getting a lot of people in the state and the international, it's more like a family foil reunion. You know, the competition is just something, a reason for you to come down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just using that, you know, it's more for me. I, I have no friends. So I'm just using the contest to meet, <laughs> meet everybody out here. So, I mean, I go around and I, I meet all the, everybody and I, I talk to them about the contests and, and uh, you know they want to do it, um, so we're gonna do it. Um, Kauai is the first one. Uh, Maui is gonna be even bigger, and then after that, November, uh, Kauai again. Um, uh, I think me and my nephew Pono 
kind of messed up by making making that bar, sending that bar way too high um, for the Kauai one. So we got to uh, keep that standard going. Um, but it turned out really well, and I'm excited. And I can't. I, I hope more international, more females, more keikis come out, um, especially for the Maui event. But it's uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun one. Right on, man. So, all right. Before we wrap up, how does everyone find you on Instagram? Um, what can they do to support you other than the contests? Yeah, um, you. Get me on uh, Foil Fever or Jason Tanglin or, uh, yeah, Foil Fever is probably the best part. Um, just DM me if you guys get any, get any questions and then uh, if you guys want to just yell at me for dropping in on you, you know, go ahead. Uh, send me a message. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. And then let's do this again as the uh, the event gets closer. You know, the next event, come back yeah. on and, and you can hype it and hopefully build the uh, awareness of what you're doing. I'd love to get out to one of the events. I no. tried to get to Kauai. It didn't work out for me, but um, maybe the next no, one I'd be I, sick. I want to I wanna come up there. I want to actually, I, I want to plan a trip to where you're at. Uh, let me know when the way is, best time of the year it is, and I'll, I'll fly up there, and then we'll, we'll go do something, take some videos and stuff. Let's It'll do be it. a great time. That'd be super fun, man. All right, bud. All right, right Jason, on, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, anyone who needs anything from Jason, hit him up online. 